If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Rolls or my fucking edibles. It's exciting. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, I just I, didn't have anything to sing and I don't feel good anyway. And that just came off the top. Why of my head. are you this way? Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Lil Richie from Family Matters. And I am Jody Turner Smith. This is the read. It is. Welcome back for another week of this fuckery. Um, let's get ourselves started with some black excellence this week. Okay. Uh, so a week or two ago, the Howard University debate team was victorious at the 10th annual state NAACP conference. Great debate. Right. That was in Hartford, Connecticut. It was in front of an audience of 10,000 some odd people where Howard University was victorious over Harvard for the second year in a row, apparently uh, the schools had to debate two things. The pursuit of the impeachment of President Donald Trump <laughs> and <clears throat> whether Rock Nation uh, should have entered into a contract with uh, the NFL or I not. Knew- Oh, I was about to say, I knew you was bullshitting, but that may have actually been a real debate topic. Oh, <laughs> okay. um, reading oh, what it says here. Incredible. So, congratulations to the Howard University debate team. Um, and they compete in a mainly parliamentary debate style, which I read about on their website, which essentially differs from a few other styles of debate, mm-hmm. but it is um, easier and more enjoyable for the general public oh. to watch. Okay, because a lot of debates are like very nerdy and you like have to be totally into the jargon and everything to know what they're even talking about. I always loved to debate if you were able to get me to watch one. So I'm sure that this was like riveting Mm -hmm. and had there been more black debate shows, conferences, Mm -hmm. whatever you, you know, I probably would have gone to watch more or maybe even been involved at a, you know, a younger age. So congratulations to Howard University debate team led by Professor, Professor Angela Minor on your second win in a row. This is 10 years Y'all beat them other niggas hey, twice already. Congrats. So congratulations to you guys and everybody who compete yes. in your debating badassery. Which y'all arguing asses. I we bet y'all never do. get in fights at home. I wouldn't. <laughs> I bet don't nobody want to argue with y'all. Let 
me tell you what this is not. <laughs> Professor Angela's One of y'all little debates. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm not Professor Minor. <laughs> I love it. Congrats, y'all. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time. All in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Um, this week in our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, the Scrot book. Um, let's start with, uh, so Chris Brown had a yard sale in his yard. <laughs> Last week, okay. he put up a flyer for a two day event with his address and had Ten a.m. to seven p.m. What is that? Doorbuster savings. <laughs> that sounds like Macy's. He had it out there two days last week for the girls to pull up and get some um, high-end designer items, including things he's worn in music videos, all at discounted prices. Right there in front of his crib in Tarzana, California, wow. which is down the street from Kim and Kylie and him. I had to Google it. Yeah. It's around the corner from All Kali of those business. rich places. Um. So apparently the LAPD was like, oh, no, you nigger won't and tried to get it shut down before it started saying he didn't have a permit. His lawyers had to jump in and say, oh, no, you white won't. 
And <laughs> it's just a yard sale. You don't, right. It's a yard sale. You don't need a permit to have a yard sale. And at best, his neighbors are going to be a little bit aggy, which right. they were. Of course. But from what I saw of footage and pictures and stuff from that, it seemed very tightly managed and produced. Okay. All of the things were underneath tents. There was a nice, you know, neat line. It didn't seem too rambunctious. Okay. So the nigga simply had a yard sale. <laughs> I'm just confused <laughs> as to why he had a yard sale. Why I don't is Chris Brown trying to raise like, money? Well, I don't know what nonprofit it was for. I did read that part of proceeds were supposed to go to some. Oh, it was a charity brand. thing. Okay. Um, as well as probably him just getting rid of a bunch of shit. That I thought he, he was just looking no for more. weed money. Like what? <laughs> Quite the opposite, actually. Some young lady said that she found some weed in one of his <laughs> right. one of the hoodies that she bought from him. It was actually a hoodie that, funny enough, says "Tumbleweed" on it with like the Timberland logo. Oh, oh God! And it had like a little <laughs> vial of marijuana. Wanham tucked in in there. I'm assuming this girl shared it on on Twitter, or maybe she tried to sell it to TMZ or whatever. But <laughs> nigga, who's surprised that they found some weed and something yeah. they bought from Chris Brown? I'm surprised y'all niggas ain't find weed, coke, right. condoms, phone numbers. <laughs> I'm surprised y'all didn't find a lot more royalties, little Barbie accessories, <laughs> right? All over the Barrette, place. All kinds <laughs> little shit. tiny plastic brushes and shit, Barbie shoes. Because let me tell you something: if if I have a yard sale, I'm going to like go through everything, everything. make sure it's clean, and I guarantee you, one of you niggas is still coming away with a chew toy, a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> like right pens, it's in my house a I'm sorry. sock I don't know <laughs> a random peanut I don't know but it'll be there I just thought that it was amazing that somebody bought a sweater from Chris Brown and got some weed and I would be so I don't even know if I'd smoke it I would like mm. keep it off to the side and that would be like my special occasion weed oh okay because You're saving that for a real important that's day. weed that makes you make horrible decisions <laughs> surely <laughs> birthday weed mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> that's birthday happy new year's <laughs> exclusively <laughs> oh yeah maybe I he's trying to start his own up. weed company like drake he gonna have to do a lot more than a yard sale for a weed company what is um it makes a lot more sense for this to be a charity thing yeah that's cause I know so Chris Brown I'm is not broke sure that nigga was just like I have all of these things let me go ahead and sell some to people and then also um write something off I don't know yeah it's crazy he let people come to his house cause normally when celebrities do this it's like an online yard sale <laughs> Chris was like right are they like go and get like a little pop up somewhere no they are not doing none of that Chris said come by the house we're gonna have some lemonade and some cookies and he was there <laughs> you just go shop it so okay good for you Christopher if you girls had, had a good time I'm gl- yeah weed is the worst thing y'all found so amen um speaking of Drake he uh, apparently we? got yeah I said Drake is starting his own weed oh, company oh you did or collabing with another I don't know he's got some kind of I think it's called more life <laughs> But just don't be surprised if in <laughs> cities and states where it's legal, you see a little Aubrey cut out in the window of your med man or whatever. And and I would try it. I'd try too. I would. I'm down for for trying the celeb weed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I know Snoop has probably several. I believe Wiz Khalifa has one or two. Yes. I think Jim Jones has a weed brand. Who are some other rappers? That Which one of y'all has an, an indica dominant hybrid? <laughs> That's mm. what I want to know. Probably all of them. Because when that indica hits the sister, I feel like that's everybody's preferred 
strain. Indica? I do. I think most people prefer indica over sativa. I definitely don't. Really? Mm -mm. Oh, no. Indica Indica is my wind-down weed. Yeah, exactly. It calms me the fuck down. Right. During the day, being active, going about, I'm a sativa girl through and through. Writing girl, sativa. Okay, that makes sense. In the lab, sis, sativa. (laughs) Ready to wind down from how fucking trash this goddamn piece of a ball in the sky is. Indica. Got you. I use it for anxiety, so we need like a steady stream of indica over here. Aubrey Graham was booed off stage of Camp Flogna, the Odd Future Festival in L.A. at the Dodger Stadium this past Sunday, I believe. So apparently Drake came out, which is supposed to be some sort of surprise. He performed on Tyler Crater's uh, favorite songs or some shit like that and tried his best to get everybody revved up and things to that nature. And I guess those little, you know, dyed hair having 14, 15 year olds were like, you know what? I don't want my hotline <laughs> bling. No, nope. you can take this and go on somewhere with it, sis. Because at some point he said something about y'all want it. If y'all want me to keep going, make some noise tonight or something and was met with a strong boo. Yep. To which he was, was like, clear. all right, have a great one. Um, I'm going to pull <laughs> off then. I actually have things I can do. So right. cool. Goodbye. Um, Tyler, the created, posted many tweets um, in all caps Those were about funny. it. Um, the whole thing. Apparently, they expected Frank Ocean to come out and perform or something and were met with Drake and they probably started chanting, Pratt plus, Pratt plus, Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Why? Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. But see, nobody told y'all Frank Ocean was coming to the show. Can you imagine if they just started pelting Truvada at Drake on stage? I would actually, uh, I would pay to see it. Boom! <laughs> I would pay to see it. But yeah, I'm like, okay, you expected Frank Ocean and got Drake. You're disappointed. But again, nobody told you Frank Ocean was coming. So why are y'all booing Drake? Like, you just... <laughs> I understood Tyler being embarrassed. That that like, he asked his friend to come do this show and <laughs> his own fans booed that man. Like, y'all know Drake didn't have to do this, upset. right? That nigga yeah. could have went on about his day and, like, never came through at all. But, you know, I guess that's a Tyler creator. We want to hear Novocaine! <laughs> Is it mostly white kids at Tyler shows? I don't I really know. Assumed so. Probably. Probably a mixed crowd, but like I said, you know, the white kids love a hip hop festival girl and right, they feel more than comfy. I'm just confused. I don't know what their issue is with Drake, but I especially, mean, even Tyler said it was kind of funny. Especially if, I mean, yeah, he did. <laughs> especially if the rapper, um, skateboards and shit he did say that it was probably tone deaf to have him which i was surprised but i mean i guess because drake is kind of like just you know a rapper rapper i thought white boys like too yeah i mean they do but i think that an odd future festival you would expect something maybe a bit more alternative than drake i don't know okay i guess i don't know that i can name a a tyler the creator song so i can't tell you what he sounds like i went to the odd future festival a few years ago and it was a lot of fun but it was also like a carnival there was like a lot going on so my thing is i would have just found something else to do i don't know (laughs) i i i am just in my skin girl right just waking up every day surprising and surprise it still happens (laughs) so moving on right 
Speaking of the Odd Future Festival, guess who else was there? YG, who brought out oh, none other than Stormy Daniels to perform his hit single, Fuck Donald Trump, <laughs> live on stage with him right there. Stormy Daniels looked like fucking Anna Nicole J. Blige up on stage <laughs> next to him. <laughs> Talk about something. I'm Stormy fucking Daniels, and I'm the reason that Donald Trump is fucked. Yeah! <laughs> like, oh my god and literally danced off beat to fuck Donald Trump behind this nigga at the, the Odd Future Festival and YG has been having an interesting week of simultaneously doing these trolling Donald Trump things right and then I'm also doing something that makes me shake my head like aside Please to stop. this <laughs> was some video of him um, having his baby this gigantic bag of weed. I mean, the bag of weed was bigger than the baby head. What? This adorable, his adorable baby girl is maybe three or four years old. He gives her this bag of weed. We talk about, so what does this look like? And the baby was like, broccoli. And he said, it smell like broccoli to you? And she sniffs it and she's like, yeah, broccoli. And of course, right? so cute. Of course, the internet was livid about it. And I was like, Okay, I can see why y'all are upset about this because this seems like something that a nigga would have done at home with their baby and I shouldn't have seen it. Yes. It didn't need to be on an internet. Like, you could have thought that shit was funny. Her holding this bag of weed and giving it a tiny sniff is not going to fuck her up. No, you know she's what I mean? fine. It's, she's obviously fine. But I also understand why people feel like that's irresponsible. It just didn't need to be on the internet. Right. Everything you do with your kids doesn't need to be shared with us. But we'll get to T.I. in a second. Anyways, oh, shit. So there you go, Stormy Daniels and her breast and her over the knee boots. I was gonna say, come on, boots. <laughs> Let's go off jeggings with these this light <laughs> denim and these black. Listen, this ponytail, okay. So Drake can't be up there dressed like Steve Jobs, but Stormy Daniels can. <laughs> And they probably cheered for Stormy Daniels. Oh, they lived. They this. probably did. This was so entertaining. Oh, I hope every time she gets booked somewhere, Donald Trump is embarrassed. I feel like he isn't because he doesn't have feelings, but I he honestly should be. think that any public conver- any conversation or moment that he gets wind of where he's discussed in a negative light really eats at the dingleberries in his ass. And that's enough for me. Got you it. know, yes. for your son to go on The View and get dragged and make you look and sound even dumber right. than you already... Like, you, you're you're cold-pressed. You're co- Not only are you <laughs> cold-pressed, but the rest of everybody else around you, at least in the Trump family, y'all bitches are still... Because not only are you disgusting, privileged, entitled, ridiculous, mm-hmm. and evil, but you're also <laughs> very vain. You want us to love it. Yes. Love that about you as well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that many people do and have... For the time that he has spent, like, before and after getting that seat. Right. Just fully invigorated his confusion and why everybody does not love him. Right. So, yes, although this is complete ridiculousness on a soul plane level, this this Stormy Daniels YG collabo. That did not have to happen. I still love it because I know that if Donald Trump hears about this, he will steam. True. However, wasn't you just embarrassing Kalani last week? Like I, like you said, this is what I I'm want saying. YG to just like give me a reason to just cheer for you, dog. It's like a sour patch kit. First <laughs> <Like, laughs> yes. he's sour. Oh, then he's sweet, and then he's sour. Again sour again. When right. you eat another one, but yeah, that's how it works. Um, Nicki Minaj has uh, been very opinionated about 
Instagram and their apparent plans to remove or really change the like system on their application. So apparently Instagram announced that they are planning on testing a feature in the United States. And they've already started testing it on some accounts Mm -hmm. where they are going to be removing the likes from posts. Now I read that, Users will still be able to see their likes, but they're not going, they're going to just be hidden from whoever um, like public follows view. you. Yeah. So Nicki Minaj, um, who is still in half retirement, posted on Twitter, I'm not posting on IG after this week because they were moving the likes. Hmm, what should I get into now? Think of all the time I'll have with my new life. <laughs> with my new life. <laughs> She is so dramatic. How can you not, not? on IG? Married, <laughs> not in the studio. I guess so. She's a mess, girl. There are so many things you can do. You can get a Nintendo Switch. You could go on vacations. <laughs> you could catch up on your your TV log. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a busy bee like yourself, yeah, probably has loads of shows that you're behind. Personally, I just skipped everything that I missed in Power and just watched the last one. Honestly, yeah. don't feel like I missed anything. I feel incredibly caught up. I still hate everybody. Niggas are still getting their brains shot off. It's great. Okay. Um. What else could you do? You could um, <laughs> take up a trade, go to, you know, do like a community college class. All these things. Basket There's weaving. There's so many different hobbies out there. You could, um, you could go hiking. Mm. <laughs> Are you, you done giving Nikki all her options? You could, um, <laughs> I can't believe she cares about Instagram likes. Why would she? Like you rich, you don't make your money off of well influencers like everybody else does. Like you are just fine no matter how many people are liking your pictures. She okay. So the Instagram CEO Adam Masseri Masseri. I don't know how to say her name. Sorry. Um, so he claims that it's about young people and basically they want to depressurize Instagram, make it less of a competition, give people more space to focus on connecting with people that they love and things that inspire them. He says we have to see how it affects how people feel about the platform, how they use the platform, how it affects creator ecosystem. But I've been spending a lot of time on this personally. She, Miss Onika, was on her Instagram story and said that... Um, Basically, she believes that Instagram is doing this uh, from a money perspective and that they're removing legs because they want to uh, police the way that people make money from Instagram. And basically, mm-hmm. if they remove the like system that you bas- you have like companies have to then go through Instagram to get stats and information on how things are working with certain users on Instagram. And then users would have to go through Instagram in order to make these deals. She said them changing up the algorithm um, was like the first movement in that. You've seen more sponsored by posts being a thing that's literally plugged into Instagram mm-hmm. now, aside from the hashtag that was um, sort of required before. And basically she said, Instagram, y'all bitches ain't low and I'm not with it. And this is what really is going on. And I kind of believe her, honestly, because first of all, if you, I don't know, because on one end, if you're saying that I can still see my likes, then all that's going to happen is that 
people are just gonna screenshot their likes and, and share it, it wherever so the fuck they want so y'all can oh see God. it or put their likes or whatever in on their story or they'll put it in their bio like oh think about Lord. it people already screenshot their tweets and put them on Instagram or they go on in their Instagram story to let you know that they have a new post on their page or when they hit a new mile a new mileage a new milestone <laughs> on their follower account sometimes they'll screenshot that and make a post and say thanks for getting me to 100,000 or whatever and it's not to say that anything is good or bad about this but my thing is like if you think that if you want to like depressurize Instagram as you claim then just take them out altogether don't like hide them. The like system. Right. Just remove them all together and just, you know, let people hit it if they like it or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. And I could still just then take to what Nikki is saying. I could still just take the screenshot of my likes and get in my DM with Fashion Over whoever and be like, here you right. go. I feel like users will still have access to their own analytics. It'll just be that brands can't see how many likes you get per photo or whatever. But you'll probably still get a report on how many people engaged, how many people tapped on the link, how many people, you know, whatever the fuck else. So I don't think it might make things a bit harder. But I do agree with Nikki that Instagram is doing this to make money. Yes, I agree with her 100 percent. Like I don't the the logistics of it may be a little in the air right now, but I agree with her. I definitely think that this is it's a part of them controlling how money is made right. on Instagram, period. Tech companies only make changes to either make money or not get sued. That's it. <laughs> that is it. The depressurization they of don't, social no, they media. They do not give a fuck about your kids stressing out about girl. likes. No. I'm they want a it. cut of what them influencers is making because them influencers are making millions off Instagram. And it's not like Instagram is doing poorly, but, you know, greed. Right. So, Fascinated that it's uh, this message is coming from Nicki Minaj and not like all people. one of these makeup gurus or something. But I agree with her. Yeah, because it's like you actually don't need, Insta- like I was saying, you don't need Instagram likes at all You're like, to this shit live be. at all right it should get on your nerves if anything but you know if you're advocating for the the regular degular influencers out here then thank you I guess because yeah. she's not wrong about the money thing yeah I don't disagree not with that at, all. at all but you know Instagram um so maybe like a week or so after Summer Walker said that y'all could have this famous music business shit uh <laughs> she is it's, okay well during that post not too long ago, she said that she was over the fakeness of the music industry and the pressure of all of it, and essentially that she was planning on finishing this tour, and then that might be it for her. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, she's over these meet and greets, too. She posted <laughs> uh, an Instagram caption that says, I just want to say to all the fans who purchased meet and greets, I really appreciate y'all taking the extra time to meet me and, and share your stories. I tell everyone individually, thank you. I spread love, we laugh, and I give genuine compliments. Now, for those who are upset because I don't give hugs, I don't know what to tell you. I'm an empath, and that tra- I laughed at that too. And that so transference good. of energy from that many people each day would literally kill me. Y'all may not understand what I'm talking about, but for example, there's a lot of people out here faking the funk with a smile on their face, like they got it together, but inside you're actually suffering from sort some sort of traumatic experience or lost, de- depressed, fearful, envious, or whatever the case may be. But I can feel it, so I ask you, please respect my space in those moments. <clears throat> So Summer Walker is um, one of the latest people to make it very clear that um, they like what they do. They don't le- necessarily like the business in which they do it. Right. Um, That's a common attitude. And yeah. You know, I totally get being like, 
oh, this comes with that stuff I love to do. And I don't know if it's for me, you know, and, and, and trying to adjust that. I just saw a video of Cardi B literally pulling up on somebody who some Nicki Minaj troll or something like, like physically like pulling up to them on the corner. Girl. You know what I mean? Like some people, it's just. Go by culture, Jane. It's never. (laughs) Stop. You can't. Stop. (laughs) You know? Um, So I get it. I really do get how summer feels. And I think there are a lot of artists who feel the same way. But I also think most of those other artists can like kind of turn on the stage personality and then turn it off when need be. And maybe she just can't or doesn't want to or, you know, isn't able right now. But she's not able like she's not turning on the I give a fuck about my job and I am invested in whether the fans are enjoying this feature. Like, she's not doing that. At the end of the day, that, you know, fake the funk for general general appeasement is not... Like, everybody is not able to just put on a smile right. and, then, and get it done. Um, a lot of people don't even, you know, see that shit coming. <laughs> um, I do think that there are little adjustments and things that you can make. Like, if if... If like if it if it gets to this point, don't do meet and greets. Like like I specifically told Alex years and years and mm-hmm. years ago, I, I don't want to do meet and greets anymore because just being in a position where I'm standing in this big silent room and I'm looking at a line of people, literally a line of people waiting to meet me. My brain is going, why am I even in a position where anybody would line up to meet me? I feel I'm very like awkward and insecure, and that in turn creates an awkward, insecure environment for somebody that literally paid for this experience. And I don't feel like it's fair to charge somebody for an experience just because I don't like it. So I would rather, you know, make less money and not do it than have people that are coming here because they give a fuck about me or enjoy what I'm doing at the very least Mm -hmm. be and be disappointed (laughs) from an experience that we don't have to offer in the first place. So People are gonna want to hug you. You and and mm-hmm. they should respect your boundaries and your personal space, regardless. If you don't want to hug nobody, you shouldn't be forced to hug anybody. Right. But at the same time, you have to understand that you're in a situation where people are gonna want to hug you. Mm-hmm. I've flat out been in situations before where you know I've said to people before, like I don't really feel good, or I don't want to hug, or I don't want to take a picture, and people just do it anyway. Yeah. And I just like, I'm like, okay, cool. You don't give a fuck, and. I let it go and Mm. I go on about my day. But that's, you know, some people, it's just, it comes with the territory. And you have to, if it it gets you to this place where you're going to be writing a paragraph on Instagram about it, it, to me, is better to just be like, snip, snip. You know what? I'm not going to do this. This, yes. I'm just not going to because I don't have to. Although, like, I know that's what she put in her caption, but the girl who I saw who was complaining about it, wasn't upset about a hug. She was upset because Summer like barely even spoke if she did speak. And then she sat there in this picture and she looks like she would rather be anywhere the fuck else. And I get it. (laughs) So like you're saying, I get it. Like when I first read this, I thought it was about the hug thing. And so I'm like, oh no, you definitely get to draw boundaries. Like you don't have to have 60 people in your face every night. But it is called a meet and greet. So, you know, a greeting 
and a photo maybe is about all that people should really reasonably be expecting from this but yeah a greeting is part of that so it's just like if you really don't want to be here you look bored on stage you look bored um or not even maybe not not necessarily you are bored but it looks like you have checked out of this experience entirely and people it's okay to disappoint people it's okay for people to expect one thing out of you or for you to be one person for you to actually be a real human being living a real life and they catch you at some time where you don't fit whatever their mold is that's fine but I'm worried about Summer's actual mental health because she talked about her social anxiety being bad and all that, which again goes back to why her team thought meet and greets were a good idea. Like you can do VIP passes without including a meet and greet. So I don't know why they did that, but you know, she, she like uh, that clip where Usher came out on stage and was doing come through with her and sis. Oh, well Usher came out and did come through with her. And you would think that would be like a big moment. And even Usher is looking back at her like, Hey sis, you want to like, jig a pop lock or something into this and she's just standing there like you don't know what is going on in anybody's head i've had so many people that i've wanted to strangle in the past couple of weeks that have been judging like my demeanor um up against the things that are going on in my life right now like you know the podcast is doing well and you got a tv show out right now and missy elliott was on it and why are you frowning bitch like that's not my 24 yeah. 7 you don't know what's going on in my everyday life you don't know what my family could be going through that i'm dealing with you don't know what like what is deal what i'm dealing with in my home life not to mention like my actual brain the way that i process things the way that i right. see things so it's not fair to push your assumptions or your judgments on somebody else because of the way that you feel like you would deal with the situation if it were you it's not and even if you deal with the same situations bitch you could be a famous singer dealing with another famous singer that don't mean that y'all look at the game the exact same way yeah so i totally get being like i'm not for this shit if you see me at trader joe's i don't need to speak to you you know if you see me at a party i don't have to take a picture with you i don't want to take a picture with you i get all of that when it comes to a mean greet you're you don't have to do that. You know, you're mm-hmm. putting yourself in a situation that you're uncomfortable with or your team and, or somebody is encouraging you or pushing you in a situation right. that you could just say like not to. <laughs> I, when we stopped doing meet and greets, I don't remember anyone being like, fuck y'all not doing meet and greets for anymore. <laughs> Many people were probably like, it's about time. Yeah. A couple people were like, excuse, but most people were like, we knew it was a matter of time for y'all shut that shit down. So I'm not going to have you in here and be disappointed. You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like if I'm going to, do a meet and greet I want to be in a position where I'm ready and willing to give these niggas piggybacks and listen to all of your stories about whatever and just at least be welcoming my anxiety and insecurity does not put me in a position to do that so I'm not going to disappoint you I'd rather just not fucking do it and I'm also Mm -hmm. not going to get on Instagram and write a whole ass caption about why y'all niggas got on my nerves because you triggered me for an hour long when all you really (laughs) wanted to do was meet me yeah and you can't control other people's reactions to things like you can't control other people's actions or you know what they want like people yeah people are gonna want to hug you but you can't be like oh I wish niggas would stop trying to hug me you have to say I'm not doing hugs it is so nice to meet you I would love to shake your hand or do something else but like you have to stand up for yourself and you have to be in a place to do that where you're like you know what I deserve to draw this boundary around this experience right now but the thing about being on stage is that at a concert the artist's vibe and their energy is so important to the show it is the show so it's like I, I do understand how people are like 
you know, maybe touring is not for you. Maybe live performances are not for you. Maybe you just want to songwrite and put albums out and never do. Like she called it the first and the last tour. And I think she meant that. I think she has realized over the past few months that this is not the shit she wants to do. So when it's done, it'll be done. Or maybe you're in a phase right now where you have a lot of adjustments to make or a lot of adjusting to do. Um, maybe this is a temporary thing for you and you'll realize, you know, adjustments. Because I'm sure she's incredible. I don't know how how old Summer Walker, how old Summer Walker is, but I'm sure she's quite young. I feel like she's not older than 23. And, you know, maybe this is something that you will learn from and grow from and you'll be able to figure out how you fit into the music industry as a performer as well as a writer or whatever right. else so and i'm willing to give this black girl the room to do that but my only thing reading that when i saw her, she was like oh yeah so this famous shit it's not for me girl i was like i get it sis. <laughs> it's not for everybody yes. like totally get it and then when i read this i was like well girl just don't do no fucking because right. the girls are going to want to hug you some of them are going to hug you even after you say no because they don't give a fuck we gotta start cussing them people out I mean, we got to start cussing them people out. I've never, I've never actually got with somebody overdoing it, but you can see in my face yeah. afterwards that it's like, okay, I well, think I'm gonna the next time. Did that. And even the few times where someone has asked me to take a picture and I say, like, I don't want to, I'm, you know, not in the mood to take pictures or I really don't want to, I'm sorry, or I don't want to hug or whatever. Eight, nine times out of ten, the person is completely okay yep. and understanding with it. And the rare time that person is just like, oh, but well, you can't take a picture with me. I, <laughs> I acknowledge you being unreasonable in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even feel anything. Right. Like your reaction is about you. And I'm sorry that you're disappointed. I truly am, but I am still my own person dealing with my own shit and I have to take care of myself. And if I'm not in a place to take a picture, then I'm just not. And whether you understand it or not uh, is irrelevant. Really, I'm talking about I've taken pictures with niggas coming smooth out of the gym, dripping in sweat, wanting to die on the corner of where Manhattan, in all kinds of uncomfortable situations. So the one day where I feel like absolute garbage (laughs) and I'm ready to get hit by a fucking truck. Right. And you ask me in that moment and I kindly say no. If you black out on me, I'm so okay with it. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Every moment ain't the moment. Right. Exactly. So I'm not writing Summer Walker off, but I do understand the people who are like, you know, we came to this show to be entertained and you look like you don't want to do that. Right. So, you know, it's time to do something else. Hopefully, hopefully she'll figure it out. I mean, yeah, again, the girl is 23. So give her some time and some therapy. She'll be all right. Trina was... Yes, God. In Walmart. <sighs> the best part of this story. Where every horrible thing happens. <laughs> And apparently after accidentally bumping into some white woman in this Walmart, she was called a nigger. And then there was video footage caught of Trina absolutely decimating this Ofe in the middle of the Walmart. Um, a and daring bitch. her to call. I don't think that she called her a nigger bitch, oh, she honestly. Didn't. I think that she called her a nigger. And what Trina said was... Uh, I am a nigga bitch. Say it again. Oh, like calling her a bitch. Yes. Gotcha. And I think that that turned into her being called a nigger bitch. Mm. I don't think that that's okay. what actually happened, but whatever. Yeah. Um. So anyway, she's daring this bitch to call her a nigga again. Silence. Other than Trina's voice. Because you say shut the fuck up. You stayed. Shut the fuck up. Well. <laughs> when a queen speaks. 
Um, further evidence as to why I don't claim Florida. This is some Broward County shit. I don't know anything about Cooper City other than the fact that it's not Miami. Okay. And y'all bitches wanted to know why the fuck I said what I said in the first motherfucking place, even though if you're from Tampa, you could easily just say, anyway. All right. So this just let me know that I need to take my training seriously because I'm going to leave all of this shit behind just like Summer Walker and just be trained as a bodyguard. <laughs> Because y'all gonna get enough of trying my bitch. I wanted to fight right in that moment. And we didn't even actually see the infraction unfold. You know, we just saw the video. But I'm like, the way Trina is going off on this bitch. And you know, Trina don't never start no shit with nobody. She ain't never. She doesn't. The one kicking up a ruckus. But the way she was screaming at that white woman, I said, oh, that bitch said whatever Trina said she said. There's no... This isn't no. How you gonna call bullshit. me a nigger because I accidentally bumped into you? That's that's a nigger worthy offense, really? Because I accidentally knocked into you at the fucking Walmart. <laughs> oh, girl. This is. Let me tell you something. It was so good though. That video was so good. This is why certain people just need. I have to stand for mm-hmm. and fan for and keep them at arms. If I was in this fucking Walmart, when I tell you, I would have powered up on some fucking Dragon Ball Z shit and blown that whole. You definitely shit to smithereens. You would have swung on that woman. Are you fucking kidding me? Like I don't even understand. <laughs> you would have swung. We're still Mm-mm. dealing with this bullshit, and it's. The rage in that word being used in that context, at this point, you it's almost like you'd think it would be numbing. Like, you'd almost think that at this point, it's like, oh, my goodness, I heard nigger so many times where I, like, I know that you're mm, trying to get me right. angry. But at the same time, it's like all of the bullshit that you already got to deal with being a nigga mm-hmm. every fucking day, as well as the complete indifference and apathy towards it from white people altogether. Right. And then you have the nerve to actually call me and it. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> Say it again, bitch. Cause I had a con, I had a conversation once with one of my best friends, dad, like a couple of years ago about this. And he was just like, it's not worth, you know, going to jail or, or, you know, possibly disrupting or ending your life for anymore. Like, and it was like this discussion of like the generations that have had to go through all of that for us to not have to and things like that. And it's like, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, (laughs) these bitches ain't going to try. Like you're not, you're not going to try. And you're saying it because you know, I won't hit you. That's why I have to hit you. You know I won't beat your ass. Now I have to beat your it's ass. It's a general principle thing. It's, I don't even, and then on top of that, this is Trina. Like I know for her, yeah. it's 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 a personal, you just disrespected me and my race thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's also, you disrespected my race and your mom, Trina, my Miami yeah. queen. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> so when you I have tell to die you, now. You just have to go. I would have been Goku. <laughs> And the election. Summoning up lightning strikes and shit. His, his nigga level is over 9,000. <laughs> I would have blown this shit to fucking bits. They should have whooped her ass. On the Mach 5? I don't even... And this is what I had to wake up to today as well. I get up, I brush my teeth, I open my computer. And Monday is a dark day, as Wednesday was a dark day. Because it's like, oh, I get to fully submerge myself in whatever <laughs> fucking bullshit... <laughs> They talking about today. And the first thing I see in my mentions is everybody waiting gleefully for a response. Gleefully for a response from me 
on this subject. I don't have much of one outside from what I already said. If I were there, it would have been explosive far more than it already was. But at the very same time, you already know how Miami-Dade County gets down. You see my bitch ain't flinch and you see that that white bitch did. She had nothing else to say. Mm -hmm. Um, Police came because they called the police, of course, because a black woman is in Walmart reacting to some racism as black women in Walmart have done since (laughs) the beginning of Walmart. (laughs) And, um, Yes. Actually, I read that there were no charges pressed because Trina wasn't going to co-op with the uh, <laughs> and you can. <laughs> Trina might be like, fuck you, but I still ain't talking to the fucking pigs. I'm not fucking talking <laughs> to you. I'm done talking to you. Right. Marianne. And all y'all hoes can have a blue light special sale on this ass when I walk up out of here. How about that? <laughs> Packed up the fucking ride and, and, le- and left. Yes. Y'all bitches, but listen. I love her. I I admire her. The restraint that that took. Because I know it was nigger with a hard R. I know that ER was hard. I know and she meant that shit. If you, I'm telling you, any one of these cities in Florida that you haven't even maybe heard, if it don't even sound familiar, because mm-hmm. you've heard of Tampa. Have. You've heard of Tallahassee. Yes. You've heard of uh, Miami. Of course. You've heard of Orlando even. You've heard of West Palm. Mm-hmm. So many cities. Jacksonville. Yes. So many places in Miami that you have heard of. And even those are <laughs> chock full to the brim right. with bigotry. But these little other ones that don't sound familiar, but they also sound like the name of a city that would be on like an ABC drama or like something starring <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> I don't. Opalaka. Is that a town? Opalaka? Don't ever try the city like that again oh was that rude my bad <laughs> let me let me look up you know, cities in florida i don't you like know cooper I don't. city florida oh yeah where see? this walmart is <laughs> you know i don't know what i'm talking about sunny streams florida and fucking and rainbow <laughs> road boulevard is florida biscayne, the, is biscayne racist it sounds racist biscayne is in miami Oh, damn. How come all of... Biscayne Boulevard, it's right there. Oh, well, duh. But Miami is racist, and that's not far from Hmm. where Veronica Vega and the rest of them bitches is from. Oh, well, see there. Kissing me. I won't rest until I name... That's where Mickey Mouse is. Gainesville. That sounds racist. Gainesville got some niggas. There's a Gainesville, Texas that is also has some niggas, but you're like, I don't know but that I, mean, I want to talk like, the that's what I'm All that panhandling, all of that stuff is like, honestly, I don't know how niggas just don't run after dark, period. Pensacola. Okay, I'm gonna give up. <laughs> but so last but not least. <sighs> Let's just do it. So T.I. was on um, this podcast called Ladies Like Us, um, starring Miguel's girlfriend and some other girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, no word, or I don't even know how the subject began, honestly. But T.I. decided to share with the ladies of the podcast, as well as the rest of the public, that he makes yearly trips to the gynecologist with his now 18-year-old daughter, Deja, and has since she was 16, um, to check on the status of her hymen to ensure that she is still a virgin. This nigga said... 
that even after the doctor asked his daughter to sign this release, which I'm certain mm. he her father stood there pressuring her. The, he, yeah. the way that he described it basically said he brought her 16-year-old ass in there, like basically stood over her like a dark cloud saying, everything I say going down in here is going down in here and has been checking her hymen right. yearly since Disgusting. to ensure that she is not having sex. He even said, after the doctor apparently told him, so like, you know that your hymen can tear um, due to things that have nothing to do with fucking. That's her. right. And he said that he told the doctor that Deja is not going horseback riding or playing no sports. Check her hymen and please give me back my results expeditiously. Your results? Oh, this nigga. Of course, oh people felt quite passionately about they this. They did. This one was a big one. Um. <sighs> Where can we even start? So just to, <laughs> to just to pull this off of the meal and flick it to the side, the two hosts of the the podcast were laughing as he was saying this right. and issued an apology soon after that. I'm not keep it. Uh, right. I don't care, girls. Just to move that out of the way. Um, <laughs> what? The honest. Come on living Lord God everlasting hell under God mm-hmm. is wrong <laughs> with this nigga would you like me to <laughs> I am just speechless I don't even so <laughs> I mean I honestly I hate that when I heard this story it was not the first time I had heard this story like that, about him? No, but Deja is not the first girl that I have heard of. Who's oh, having this experience. Check her vagina to see if she's been fucking. Which again, there is no virginity tests. There is no way to know for certain whether somebody has been fucking based oh, off their timing. Hurts. But it hurts. I so I think there's a combination of like southern mentality around women and girls especially and you know you don't want your daughter out here embarrassing the family looking like a hoe blah blah blah, all these things you don't give a fuck about your son's doing and then there is the there's the whole uh i'm ti i'm famous in atlanta and i don't want no little stupid nigga to be able to run up on me talking about he been fucking my child or something like that like i think this is all about T.I.'s pride and, and T.I.'s ego and but, what he thinks his daughter should or shouldn't do with her body as opposed to like but, anything to do with that girl herself. But King, who was born in 2004, apparently okay, talked I can't, about I can't do that. <laughs> having sex on the show or something like that. And T.I. openly said, like, basically that he didn't give a fuck and he completely admitted to feeling completely different about it because King is a boy as opposed to a girl. Right. Although he's 15. And that's totally fine. You're not checking his balls or whatever to make sure they're full at the end of the night. He can bring you home a grandbaby. That's right. But Deja better not even be looking at dicks. And she's 18 years old. How much longer? (laughs) You know what? I just... This... Nigga... (laughs) like I'm really lost for words on this one. Here's the thing, right? Oh man, I'm past so all of like the gross, misogynistic, possessive, controlling, ancient, antiquated things right. about what you're doing 
itself. Let's just let's live in a in, in a fantasy world mm-hmm. where we all understood <laughs> what he was. In. Let's just say that we live in Westeros. And all right, all right. this is just typical. Okay. All of the dads do this and we agree. Why the fuck <laughs> would you take your famous ass on a podcast Lord. and tell anybody about your 18-year-old daughter's goddamn fucking hymen? Why would you do it, T.I.? Right. Why would you do it? You went as far as to say that as of her 18th birthday, I can say that her hymen is still intact. Are you are you nuts? That like, is- are you fucking insane? Why are you sure. not considering how fucking more Mortifying it would be right. to have this like thing of all of the things that this girl has had to deal with that don't even have anything to do with her because of you. Right. I know that they have brought up yes. you being locked up. I know that they have brought up you cheating on Tiny mm-hmm. and probably her mama as well. Right. I know <laughs> they have brought up you and all kinds of all the other bullshit. You arguing with fucking Iggy Azalea and whatever the fuck else. That goddamn show. And like I know that her just being T.I.'s daughter deals with discussion from people her age and just other stranger ass niggas on the internet having things to say to her why would you go on the internet and proudly proudly talk about her body like that my nigga Mm -hmm. and expose her to criticism and bullshit and even niggas who are rightfully disgusted with you no like what Anybody of any age, much less, much less a kid, want to hear people discussing their genitals right. because of their fucking daddy. What I I'm I'm blown. Like <laughs> aside from what you do, what you are doing, being wrong. I don't even understand why you wouldn't just keep that shit in your household. Why would you expose your fucking kid to the humiliation of this fucking discussion in the first place, my nigga? What is wrong with you? Because he's not giving a fuck about Deja. He is not thinking about her feelings or how embarrassing this would be for her. He's thinking about what an accomplishment it is for him to have a daughter. Look how much of a dad. Look at the dad. Yeah, look at, oh, y'all daughters might be out here fast and hoes and everything else, but not my Deja's hymen still intact. And I can say it for a fact. So if. If Deja, if if it were eight, birthday eighteen, and you pull up to the doctor and find out that Deja lost her virginity, then what? Right. Then what? Then what? I would assume Did she get a whooping. I would assume then the money that you have. And her lifestyle then changes. Then yeah. I would assume, oh, well, that car you drive and that thing that you have that I paid for and all of that stuff then becomes the damages Child. in the situation because that's how niggas with money always control the people in their lives right. by being able to be like, oh, well, what would you be if it weren't for the lifestyle that I have provided you with because of all of these but things, all father, of this money that I have? you're my father. That's your fucking job. That's literally what you are supposed to do. You are supposed like, to do that. The law says it. Right. The law says, even if you <laughs> didn't give a fuck, Man. if we never had a conversation conversation a judge is going to tell you that the lifestyle that i must have is based on the amount of that you you literally have to do that whether you give a fuck about me or not right but i know that that is one of the many things that niggas will use as a way to control the people around them when they have money or clout fame whatever the fuck it is but just aside from that Mm. again you proudly Mm. you proudly went on the internet and talked about your daughter's body for people to like I don't I don't I don't 
And of course, Charlemagne and Envy agreed with it, which I was just like, I'm not even going to watch this whole thing. Who the fuck gives a fuck I am what Charlemagne and Envy have to that. say about any hymen on earth, I am much not less this even. one. I just, I know that T.I. is such a goddamn idiot and is so steeped in his own misogynistic views that he can't see how he may have been at all wrong in this situation. But if you would cut off your daughter financially or treat her differently, like she's bad or dirty or wrong for using her body in a human way that it was designed to be used and wouldn't do the same thing to your sons. You, How can you not look at that and say, it's something wrong with me? It is something wrong with me. These men who, and I, I can speak to this as somebody who grew up in a culture where girls in particular were encouraged to not have a sexuality, to not express sexuality, to not express desire or or date or anything else. Like I grew up in a house like that. And you're not, all you can do is successfully control your children for a certain amount of time. But all you're really, the impact here is going to be so many different fucked up messages coming from somebody who is supposed to be there to love, protect you, look out for your best interests, guide you along this life path. And yet the same person is making you is teaching you that you should feel ashamed about your body and you should not use it for sexual or pleasure purposes in order to make your daddy happy. What the fuck is that? Like, it's just so twisted and Knowing so the way sick. That you have run the streets. And so fucked up. Right. The like, many, again, it's all about the fact that he has a dick. And so the rules simply do not apply. Period. You were talking about the same motherfuckers, though, like Manny, who were like, oh, well, I can run on around and cheat on you and do X, Y, and Z. Like, I can be seen on, on this blog, Man. on that website, and this concert, and whatever, whatever, rubbing on this girl's booty, clearly cheating on you in this girl's hotel room or whatever the fuck. But this motherfucker dances with Floyd Mayweather, and we right. are boxing at Johnny Rockets. Right. I mean, they take an ussy, and we have to throw hands. <laughs> an ussy. So... You know, another thing that I'm sure came across all of the kids' timelines, it was a discussion in all of the lunchrooms right. or whatever the fuck. So it's like, again, it's just so, so wrong, ridiculous and so invasive and just like the implications that you are, are, are placing in your kid's head in this practice is, is like damaging enough. Yeah. But then for you to, again, proudly broadcast it for all of us to know and yeah. discuss, it's like, where are the fucks? <laughs> no pun intended. Right. Like, where? At what point? Because you are trying to to glow and boast this thing off that you do like as a, a means thing. of like saying that I'm trying to protect her from X, Y, and Z. Meanwhile, you're not protecting her at all right now. Right. Cause we've had motherfuckers in her mentions talking about, well, I'll take her virginity or I'll break her Ugh. shit, popper cherry or whatever the fuck, all of this Gross. other stuff that we would never fucking be talking about. Right. If you wasn't on a fucking podcast laughing with two women about this shit, when you could have just kept that shit to your motherfucking mm-hmm. self and had it been like, had the sense come to you when Deja, undoubtedly tells you to come on over to therapy because she right. needs you to sit down and talk to this doctor that she's been seeing because mm. my God, did you do a number? And in a few years, it'll be, are you dating anybody? Why you don't have a boyfriend? Like, uh, right. I'm sorry, when was I allowed to socialize? When you gonna get married? When you gonna have a baby? Right. What's taking you so fucking long? I'm, I don't know. I didn't know that I was allowed to have right. sex until I was fucking 29. Yeah. I went from no sex to, oh, here I am in the real world trying to date and figure everything out. But like, you did, you never allowed me to figure shit out. Like, like, 
Woo, I'm glad. You don't even set an example for the niggas that you don't want me to sleep with. Uh, well, all of these niggas that you afraid for afraid well, of me to like all the niggas you afraid of me fucking are just like you. Yes. You're not even setting you don't you like right. what And you know what? If you were a decent nigga and you had shown your daughter what a decent nigga looks like and how he'll act and no, not how he'll treat her, you wouldn't not even. you and pouring all your money and cars and, and golden teddy bears or whatever the fuck on her, but showing her real respect, real equity, showing her mama or your Thank wife you. real respect and how a husband should treat a wife. You didn't do none of that shit. And so now you panicking like, oh no, just can't fuck, just can't fuck. You had all of her life to show her what a good man looks like and you didn't do it because you ain't one. So don't try to turn around and take this girl's whole ass sexuality away now that she's growing up and getting out of your grasp. It's just so fucked up. It's so dirty and wrong. And Deja Sweetie, you deserve better. I thought it was so funny that she was liking all them tweets about how awful and terrible her fucking daddy followed is. her. I'm following him. I follow all of them. I follow all of them. It's just ridiculous to me. It's crazy it to me how many people like are okay with it agree with it it's i mean it's not it's really it's crazy sick. because i mean when you look at like a lot of the discussion around abortion laws and and just the even more general than that just the discussion of women's bodies being theirs right. and not um not policing women's bodies, especially men. Right. When you look at a lot of the reaction and discussion about those things in different places and cities and states or whatnot, it's not really shocking or shouldn't be shocking that so many people are like, so we checks your hymen. What's the big deal? You know, but I, I, I can't, right. I can't. I, she's 18. She's 18. Let her be. And like, she may not even so want to have sex. She may not even <laughs> right. want to have sex. She may actually be like many of, uh, like a lot of other young people out here right now and be like, you know what? This is not, that's not it. It's not looking good Let out me here. just go ahead and chill. <laughs> right. Because I actually do pay attention to a lot of these niggas out here and I'm not trying to be feeling like right. gross or bad or whatever after I do that. So let me actually chill. But not even given the opportunity to do that because it is my duty as yeah. a father to make sure that that hymen is right there and untouched and whatever else. Y'all right. niggas are weird. Or maybe she does want to go out and date and have fun like her friends and feels ashamed or and afraid. At 18? It's what you should be doing. At 18, like there's so many things I'm going to do differently, but the whole conversation around sex and dating is probably the biggest one when it comes to raising my own children. Because, you know, you can teach kids how to take care of themselves. You can show them the right way or a healthier way of doing things. It doesn't mean they're absolutely going Thank to you. do it because teenagers are crazy. But like at a certain age and, you know, 16 is around that age. You should be telling her the truth about how these things work and preparing her for the real world and what niggas out there are like and, and telling her about different forms of contraception. And right. these are the STDs or the STIs that you can get, even if you are using a condom. I mean, health does that at the very least. Like, so, come but on, But you can man. be open and you can be honest and you can be fair with your kids your kid is going to have sex eventually yes. if they want to that just is what it is you doing all of this crazy policing stuff you about to put a chastity belt on this damn baby Girl. and all this other fucking stuff while simultaneously teaching and allowing boys to be fucking animals it's like where right. you're not even sending them out in the world <laughs> to find someone that you deem okay mm -hmm. with them starting a family with or being 
intimate and loving. You letting all these niggas run around and be wild fucking animals and right. that's okay. But you afraid for your daughter to meet one of them. Nigga, well, I mean, my guy. Yeah. Do something about it. You got eight goddamn boys and three girls. Shit, what? <laughs> I mean, fuck. Uh, Set an example. You could do that. You could be a better person. I just, I really felt for Deja. Her garbage ass father did not have to put this business out there like that. He also didn't have to be such an awful person to begin with. Hymen checks, my father, it's too much, but. Huh, At I the just, very least, this could have been a, 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 I can't. an Iyanla episode in the next 10 years or something like that. Y'all could have no, unsung need it. Real help, sis. Something <laughs> like this. This shit did not need to be discussed on a podcast or anywhere else. I cannot imagine why you felt like discussing your, discussing your daughter's body parts and her privacy like that on a podcast and allowing it to be laughed at was not anything but a bad idea right i just i don't understand that you thinking that what you're doing is so stand up and smart or whatever Mm -mm. i totally understand because like you said ti kind of reminds me of that rusty truck from cars what the fuck is that that damn (laughs) you know what i'm talking about yeah that fucking mater whatever the the (laughs) the country one but the white trash one (laughs) so like you feeling like that shit is okay when it clearly is not doesn't surprise me but you not feeling like hey i probably shouldn't say this on the podcast for the world to see because it probably would embarrass the fuck out of my child i don't see how that those that that didn't bridge together your daughter's pussy was a topic of conversation going out to the millions of people who might listen to this i I don't I don't even the crazy religious nuts who are like literally locking up their kids genitals at least pretend to put the same pressure on their sons as they do their daughters and they raise them all in that purity culture and everybody's supposed to wait till they get married to have sex and everybody's supposed to wait to hold hands and kiss or whatever but you out here noticed it to be actually most times I most niggas I've experienced or seen like this treat their boys just the way that he does like I don't most men that I've witnessed acting this way with their daughters about sex are completely lax when it comes to their boys about sex that's what I'm talking about like what I saw in the church growing up specifically and what I've seen from like other super religious groups cause yeah regular everyday ass niggas do the exact same they might not go as far as checking her hymen they might be like, okay, that is, I'm not going to ask the doctor about your fucking hymen. But they definitely do treat sex and dating completely different between their girls and their boys. But like, that's how I, like, you don't have nothing to stand on here. You can't be like, well, the Bible says you don't give one damn about the Bible. You are worried about being embarrassed because your daughter has a vagina and you want her to use it the way you think it should be used. Nigga, if you don't get the fuck out of here. Well, that was it for the hot topics today. God, I can't stand that nigga. Hopefully, this we get T.I. the fuck out of here for a while, man, because I just don't want to hear or see shit else from that nigga. I just feel like this whole Disgusting. talk thing for T.I., it's not it. Maybe just rap. Stop talking. And you know he has a podcast coming That's out. That's what I'm saying. No, he. I think it started already. Oh, oh I don't know. I, have I, don't know I really don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if this is any example of, of you Walk being let loose <laughs> Leave with, it alone. with a talk experience, yeah. maybe not. Because you're just too fucking stupid, sir, again, and you don't have the range. I don't know how we landed on this being like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell them this. Stupid, ignorant, misogynistic, sexist, all these things, whorephobic, all of it. And and not to mention a because whorephobia is not even really about being a hoe. It's about being afraid of women being sexual and wanting to restrict or stop that from happening. And then being a massive hypocrite. 
let it encouraging these little boys to stick their dicks wherever they want to and yet zeroing in on these girls it's just disgusting so fuck you sir that's it for the hot topics today we're going to take a break and then we'll come back if a friend asks how you're doing and you say i'm okay when the truth is i don't want my problems to burden anyone or you say hang it in there because if i ask for help they'll just think i'm weak then this is your sign to call Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. We're back and it is time for listener letters. It is. Send your questions to asktherita.gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Um, we have some advice for the ass eater. <laughs> Remember last oh, week? Oh, the girl who wanted to eat yes. her boyfriend's ass? So uh, another girl wrote in and said, sis needs to get tipsy. <laughs> oh, Lord. To lower her own inhibitions. Then make sure he's laying on his back or else she ain't going to be able to Wait, breathe when her face she is. needs to get tipsy? This is her advice. Her advice is the girl should get tipsy so she's okay. not as nervous about it. Okay. Make sure he's laying on his back or else you won't be able to breathe when your face is in it. Also, suck his dick real sloppy and wet first. Then take the tongue to the ass. That way he's calm and she's confident because she started off doing something she already knows how to do. With love, a bisexual who eats ass. Thank you, sis. Concise. (laughs) Clear. (laughs) Got straight to the point. (laughs) We appreciate it. Also, a lot of people uh, wrote in to let us know that saliva does not transmit HIV. I don't know why I thought Yeah, and I meant to say something as you you said it and then my brain went elsewhere. I don't know why I thought that. I feel like I heard that a long time ago that it would take like 28 buckets basically of saliva, but it was possible. So my bad. Um, what else did people email us about this week? What we got? I think that's it. Let's jump into the questions. This first one comes from, hmm, let's call her, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You can't think of any. I mean, well, okay. Let's call her Marsha. Okay. Marsha says, hey, y'all, love the show. I work in TV and my role is very important. So important that if I fuck up, then something won't be aired and my company loses millions of dollars. <laughs> okay. Despite all this, my boss is pretty cool. She's been married to her wife for 15 years and she offer, often offers advice to me about my girlfriend of four years in our relationship. The problem is that she's extremely moody and she spazzes out at any moment, then talks to us like nothing happened. One day there was a false alarm at work, which was basically my fault. And she went off on me yelling and screaming. And I was completely in shock that she even chose to speak to me that way since I rarely fuck up. I spoke with her boss about it because I am really cool with her, too. And I guess word got back to my boss because now she completely ignores me. (laughs) I know some white people can be weird and they're so good with that passive aggressive bullshit. My thing is, I can be professional and just talk to her when it comes to work. But the fact that she doesn't talk to me at all really bothers me. I don't even really want to talk to her. And I know that if I did confront her, I'd probably start yelling myself. And I would like to remain as professional as possible. But it is really bothering me that she does not want to speak to me. I don't want to come across as the angry black woman in my department. What would y'all do in this situation? Thanks, Marsha. I feel like I just went on a roller coaster ride of <laughs> like he said, she said, and yeah. passive aggressiveness. And I forgot what the actual issue was. Well, I, I think my biggest confusion here is why do you care if she doesn't talk to you when you don't want to talk to her? Right. That 
definitely was the main thing that stood out for me. But I'm trying to figure out why why did she initially say that she stopped talking to her? Because the the boss spazzes out on people at work. Oh, right, right, right. And so and there was a false alarm, but she thought it was gonna be a bad thing. So she went off on Marsha. And now Marsha's like, Well, damn bitch, it actually wasn't even that serious. But now the woman won't even talk to her because Marsha went over her head and talked to the boss's boss about it. Right. So well, maybe shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Um, I probably would have just spoken to her off to the side afterwards, mm-hmm. knowing, I, I mean, you alluded to her kind of being a bit sensitive or something, I think. And um, if y'all have had at least a connection before where you talked about personal things or, you know, just to had some sort of a report, then I would think it would have been possible for you to be like, Hey, so not sure where that came from. Is everything okay? Whatever. But I definitely see her being like, Oh, (laughs) when you went over her head and not wanting to fuck with you anymore. But I also agree with what Crystal just said, which is, you know, if you don't want to talk to her anyway, then who the fuck cares? Maybe send an email to her and just be like, look, girl, you know, I want us to be able to work without like any sort of tension. And I respect you as co-workers and I hope that we just don't have an issue if you don't want to speak. Like... I understand, mm-hmm. but I just don't want there to be like unspoken whatever. Or you could say that to her face again. I've never been one to yeah. uh, give too much of a fuck to be sending around personal emails like that. I would just hate you and go home when it was time for me to clock out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if in person or or not would um be better. I mean, personal email, but if it bothers you that much, I think I would just try to kindly and respectfully address it with her. I just don't understand why it bothers you this much. Yeah, me either. And I mean, but also like it's, you said that your boss spazzes a lot on people when she thinks they've made mistakes and like, okay, being disappointed is one thing and you can certainly reprimand people as a boss, but you can't just be hollering at people, disrespecting them like they children yeah, and, and creating this work environment where people don't feel comfortable and everything is like awkward and terrible because you never know if you're going to get fucking yelled at by your boss like you a little kid. So I think your boss really needs to have her behavior corrected here. And I don't know how you can get that done other than going above her head, which you already did. Like, I really doubt HR is going to get involved. But if it happened, well, yeah, you're right. Because it happened with you the one time, but then, like you said, it's happened with other people, right? right. So it's not to say that it wouldn't happen again with you, especially if it was a false alarm. Like, what if you actually Mm -hmm. did fuck up or she thinks you fucked up again or whatever, you know? So I totally get it. I also could see why she's just like, well, I'm just not going to talk to her anymore. But like I said, like, if you don't give a fuck anyway then who cares it kind of sounds like you it kind of sounds like you feel bad in a way like it 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 got back to her and now you're like oh maybe i shouldn't have done that yeah it kind of sounds like you like you understand or you're recognizing that she's upset with you for doing something you could have maybe done differently and that's why you care about her not talking to you right and if that's the case girl let that shit right on go because she shouldn't have never hollered at you like that period you know what i mean she should not have ever done that nobody wants to be in it it's it's already (laughs) it's already frustrating in almost any job whether you like your job or not to have 
have to take direction from people sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people probably love it, but I want to say the average person every now and then is just like, oh, girl. Or you might just not agree with what the person is telling you to do or whatever. Everybody has had been managed before and just been like, I'm over this person today. Absolutely. But at the same time, like... <laughs> At the same time, you still get the job done and you can be spoken to and there can yeah. even be like tone of authority that is respectful and mm-hmm. still received, like get the job yeah. done. That's completely different than screaming at somebody or speaking down to someone, disrespecting right. someone. You know how I was, I feel like I was just speaking to y'all maybe or something about, yes, I told you about my mama's coworker whose name I'm not going to say, but it was a okay. funny white lady name or a, a remix of a funny funny white lady all right all right but yes i used to be (laughs) oh yes okay yes and i used to because it's so specific that i feel like my anyway it's such a dumb name i hate that bitch but anyways and i only hate her because she used to get on my mom's nerves i don't remember why but i just know my mom didn't like her so fuck her anyway (laughs) that was one thing she didn't even like i don't think she ever screamed to my mother but she would just speak to her very like nasty and my mother used to very calmly Mm-hmm. Be like, what we're not gonna do is here this shit right here, ever, sis. Is this? I don't understand where you're on, but you're gonna be off of it with me. With me, you know, what I mean? like you can have an attitude with the rest of these hoes. You can go on down to that cubicle, or that <laughs> one, or that one, or that one. But when you come over and speak to me, yeah, we're not doing that. And that is just fair. No, like I don't. You can't just speak to somebody like any kind of way because they work for you, even if they did something that you don't fucking like. Right. I guess like some industries or environments, they're used to it right (laughs) so it might just be something where people are like oh well you know i don't know know if y'all on set or what maybe it comes for the territory you get cussed out i don't know if you work in stock but no belittling and humiliating is not part of the job so maybe you and some of the other people she's yelled at can get together and talk to her like look ain't nobody trying to get you fired i mean i just i feel like though like she really does have to stop doing this and yeah, there's yeah. strength in numbers. So maybe y'all should go to her and be like, look, bitch, you're not going to be hollering at us. But she's not saying, I mean, she does say that this is an issue, but she's only expressing it as an individual issue that she had with her. And now it has landed into, she's not saying anything to me. Mm-hmm. You know, if if her really disrespecting and hollering at people is an issue in general, then yeah, more people than just you should to, should take her to task for that but that's not what she's asking that's true what she's asking is oh well what do I do with her not speaking to me anymore not a goddamn thing I don't want to talk to her ass no way nothing let like, her simmer in her feelings till she apologized to you <laughs> for talking to you if like y'all you are still getting the job done Period. and nobody's about to get popped in the mouth who the fuck cares right I don't need you to talk to me I don't need you to like me or anything like that I'm oh, I've never looked to make friends with co-workers I've had friends I've had co-workers that have become friends before but I didn't desire it it just happened you know what I'm saying and I've had co-workers that I'm friendly with at work I'm not trying to be like oh yes let's get margaritas and I can trust you with my business and let's go away let's double date and let's da 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 no because at the end of the day somebody's shit is gonna be due in such and such time and if you fuck that up for me and I'm pissed I'm pissed and I'm not gonna like my pissedivity is not going to be you know interrupted by that one time that we went to Applebee's after work and got raspberry <laughs> lemonade. Fuck that. <laughs> like, nah, if she so disrespected <laughs> I, 
<laughs> if if she's being disrespectful in general, yeah, somebody above her, next to her, below whoever right. has to get hurt. Because no, you can't just talk to people like that. Mm-mm. But who the fuck cares? She don't want to talk to you. Fuck that bitch. All right, next question. Next question comes from um, Nest someone- Quick was always nasty, and I don't know why it existed. My mama didn't Nest buy that. Quick, mom neither did. My mine. mama did not buy that. I feel like Nest Quick came in the house once, and you know what we said? We'll have Milo. <laughs> Get it out I of here. definitely never had Milo. Ooh, delicious Is that and Jamaican? nutritious. I think so. I don't know if it's made in Jamaica. I want to say it is, but it's it's a staple of Jamaican. It's like chocolate powder or syrup. Yeah, chocolate powder mm. with some like warm milk. My brother used to um, this was his bed bed uh, time drink. He oh would yeah, make some Milo, and then he would drop a Mentos in there, and it would make it like a minty chocolate. Ooh. Uh, bedtime goodness. I see the the Milo now here. Mm. I think it's popular in the uh, Caribbean. But yeah, I think it mostly. Oh, is. fortified chocolate flavored drink. Mm. Okay, vitamins mm. and minerals. With a little nigga playing soccer on. Yeah, it. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> a little nigga playing football. Horlicks is better on the can. So, all right. Uh, what was I thinking about? You said next question oh. incorrectly, and somehow <laughs> that led me to talking about chocolate drinks. Okay. God bless this show. All right. She asked to be called Stevani, and she says, okay. I'm a 25 year old single mom of two who also works full time and goes to school. I live alone, which means I take care wow. of myself. Right. It's to, I'm already overwhelmed. <laughs> and this is a regular story for so many women. I live alone, which means I take care of myself and my girls by myself for the most part with support from their dads and my family. Oof. I also have depression and anxiety and haven't been able to find a therapist in network who is available when I need because my schedule's all over the place. My depression has gotten particularly bad lately, which has caused me to work overtime on myself and digging myself out of it because I just refuse to give in. I'm in this odd space in my life where I'm trying to do work on myself without professional help for now and since I've been changing so much lately I've been making decisions that aren't typical for me like my birthday my birthday is New Year's Day and it is extremely important to me as I like to think it really sets the tone for the year when I have a shitty birthday I have a shitty year and vice versa Oh damn! I usually have some type of party or at least go out get drunk smoke weed and get some dick because that's what I normally like to do me too however this year I've been feeling off and I don't really want to do any of that stuff to bring in the new year I've been thinking about having a staycation getting an Airbnb near Miami Beach laying out on the in the sun get some food and bring in the new year by my damn self without any dick either because I cannot seem to find any interest in men here lately sometimes you just gotta let it go In the past, I've been the type of person who hated being alone, but this new journey of finding myself has made me realize that I really need to learn how to take self-care more seriously. However, my friends and family find it super odd that I want to be alone to ring in the new year slash my birthday. Oh, They think I'll end up being sad or not enjoying myself. And honestly, I'm not even sure if I will enjoy myself, but I at least want to try it. I go to work, school, and then come home to these kids, which is another job. And I have maybe one or two hours a day of just pure solitude before I have to do it all over again. And this is coming from a person who used to avoid everybody, even in my own house, just so I could be alone. Do y'all think this staycation and bringing in um, the new year alone is a good idea considering I am dealing with depression lately? Or do you think it might make my depression worse? Should I try Should I try this out, stick to the plan and learn how to enjoy my own company and the peace that it may bring? Any advice you can give would be great, Stevani. I mean... Oh, and she's been a fan of you since the YouTube days. Appreciate it. I don't know. Everyone's depression is not the same. 
the way that people deal with depression is not the same. Mm-hmm. And I can't say which one of these things would be beneficial to you. Right. What I can say is that I try the best I can, especially as of the past few years, very few years, to be as honest as I possibly can with myself. Even if I have an inner rant that is bullshit first, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay. I really don't want to be alone on my birthday or whatever. Now, if you're really, truly not sure, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with a staycation. For instance, when I'm severe, like when my depression is really kicking my ass, I need to be by myself. I don't like being around other people when I feel like that. I like to just be in one spot you know, surrounded by the things that make me comfortable. This past weekend, it's been Luigi's Mansion 3 and Death Stranding and the internet. (laughs) Okay. YouTube videos mostly. And my dog. You know, so I get my little things in place and I put them and I'm like, this is my little depression circle. Game, game, dog, computer. Mm. I'm going to be here for six days. And... (laughs) You know, that's that. Yeah. But, you know, you may be better suited to have maybe even one or two or 12 people around you on your birthday to keep your spirits up and stuff like that. So I really don't know. If you know down in, like, down in the depths of you that you just want to be by your damn self, don't mm-hmm. let anybody pressure you into being otherwise. That's all I can say. Yeah, drop them the kids off you with your really best friend. Drop them off. <laughs> tell somebody for my birthday what I want from you is to come get these Free girls Free child care is what I would like. That's what I would like. That's right. Happy birthday Going to into me. the new year. <laughs> Where are all the kids going? That's what it was like for us grow up. Take all them kids over to me, Moss. <laughs> may the dear Lord bless you. Everybody. The, did y'all sing May the dear Lord bless you? Yes, we did. Okay, of course. Had to. But but so I think Kiviri is right. It's impossible for us to say which one would be better for you. But depression does tend to get worse in isolation or it uh, can convince you that you need to be isolated when you really need the exact opposite. It's so you're going to have to try it out for yourself and see how you feel. This is also a very big your birthday's on a huge holiday where yeah. people are so social and you're going to be on Instagram seeing everybody hanging out with their that's friends a, that's and stuff. That's a great point. So I think you can you can plan the staycation, but also have like maybe your best friends or your closest cousins kind of on standby. On standby, like, yeah. Can y'all hoes come over New Year's Day? Let's have a birthday brunch at my Airbnb and, you know, let's just kick back. Let me drink a little bit before I got to go back home and be a mama again. Maybe you, you know? just have a dinner or you yeah, just do something really something short. That way it's like very right. confined and you can feel it out. And maybe after an hour of a drink, you have a drink and a couple of puffs and you're like, oh, I could do this for yeah. the rest of the night or a couple of days mm-hmm. or something like that. Because you're so right. Like, first of all, your birthday Girl. is different. Iconic like, birthday, by the way. I love being by myself on 360 <laughs> of a year's day. Yeah. You know, but your birthday is just one of those days where sometimes you kind of feel compelled to do something thing or be around people and everybody ain't like that some people are like every birthday i've had since 16 i have sat in a room by myself and ate a cupcake 
<laughs> and, and, and I watch <laughs> like steal magnolias and cry and that's all I wanted to do. And I felt you great know, about that. And that's fine. But for your birthday to be New Year's too, you're totally right. Like bitches gonna be out. Yeah. Everybody's Everybody partying, partying and stuff. So you may you're already gonna be surrounded with like party out energy. Right. So you might need to take that into consideration too. And be honest again yeah. about what you want to do. Or you could do it the other way around and party New Year's, which everybody is doing anyway. Bring in your birthday with the whole fucking world. And then the next day, chill out by your damn self in your Airbnb and and enjoy your solitude or whatever. Like, I just want you to leave it right. open to flexibility because you don't really know how you'll feel. And there have been times where I was like, oh, bitch, I don't want to do nothing. Everybody leave me alone. I'm just going to sit here in the dark and I don't want to speak or whatever. And then my friends end up forcing me to do something. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm resentful about it, but I do feel better. Like right. Sometimes you need to be around people and sometimes you just need to be in your own head and figure shit out. But I think what you really need is a temporary break from being somebody's mama. And so maybe just a couple of days without them kids. Oh, yeah. Somebody got to come get them kids. <laughs> somebody got to come get them kids. <laughs> regardless, somebody got to scoop them kids up. Because I've actually heard from several parents this week who are like, you know, being a parent is everything, but I get like maybe 45 minutes to myself every day. And so, you know, I'm just snatching some time where I don't have to be a mother. That's just what I'm not prepared for. Right. The kids are always there and like you always have to take care of them. Like what if you just want to flick the bean and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait for them to go to bed. And it's like, fuck. Like you really want some Mott's fruit snacks right goddamn now? <laughs> Shit. Yes. They but then do. they do something cute, like say the weed smell like broccoli. Right. <laughs> it's like, so adorable. Oh, so <laughs> or they like put They let it happen. And I, that's some shit I would do. I actually don't see no problem with that. I wouldn't do that. Like, see, oh, that's I another would. thing. That's another thing I wouldn't do, but seeing it is like, this is so dumb. <laughs> I also just feel like it was foolish to put it on the internet because of course niggas are gonna be like, how could you do that? The baby thing is broccoli. She probably went right back to watching <laughs> right. Doc McStuffins or whatever the fuck and not knowing that her daddy had. Right. You're like, like, you ain't got to worry about me eating none, bro. I do not want none. Like, <laughs> I'm so good. I would have done it. I just wouldn't have put it on the internet. But yeah, see, shit like that. Maybe you just want to smoke some weed, have drinks at two o'clock in the afternoon because it's your fucking birthday and you can do that. So yes. keep your options open, like maybe with the people closest to you, like... You guys, I'm not really sure, but maybe this and and I think they'll they'll understand. And yeah, being good luck. A parent. Yeah. Cause woo, girl, you got parenthood, school, and work. I would imagine, especially if for however long you've been a parent, a gift in itself would be being by my damn self. Just walking around an Airbnb just the and night. just yes. a t-shirt and my damn draws. <laughs> With a red cup with whatever the fuck in mm-hmm. it and Netflix or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You Silence really and alone time sure may be what you... I don't know. The options are... You've got yes. choices. And then by the end of two days, parents are always like, oh my God, I can't wait to get back to my baby. Yes. I'm like, bitch, when you got here, you were like, where's the wine? Turn the right. fuck up. I ain't trying to hear about none of that shit. Nah, sending y'all asses to voicemail. Exactly. <laughs> you don't even have to worry about like, oh my God, this is going to be over. Because yeah, after... 
36 right. hours, you'd be like, hey, baby. It's like, well, I'm going to call. I love the way they put jelly all over I'm the gonna, walls. I'm going to FaceTime. Oh, I miss their little sure dirty that. hands. Because it, sometimes she has trouble sleeping. <laughs> I just want to make sure she's. And you texting your friend, they like, but them kids been asleep, girl. <laughs> right. If you don't enjoy yourself. <laughs> we just got done watching Power and we're all, you they know. They are good. We are good. We're about to nap. <laughs> They're great. You enjoy yourself. We're having a siesta over here, girl. <laughs> good luck, sis. Uh, I hope you figure it out. Last question comes from Carter, who says, I'm 32 years old, living in New York City. I'm in love with my partner, Sam. And we are so lucky to have found each other in this messy ass gay dating scene. He's so handsome, has a beautiful soul, has not cheated on me once in five years and has emotional intelligence. He's very caring and kind, a great communicator. Oh, my God. Okay, What the fuck is wrong with him? It's two paragraphs of compliments. But. We have been talking about our future together, and since the holidays are coming up, I suggested that we go back to his home country in Africa so that I could meet his parents, and he was not happy about that, to say the least. (laughs) Even though his mom visits the U.S. at least once every year, he is not out to his parents, and Mm. he has never introduced me to her. Mm -hmm. He's met my mother and my sister, but I have not met either parent or sibling on his side. Mm. I never brought it up before, but since his mom visited last year and we didn't actually meet... You didn't finish that sentence, but it says she was staying at a hotel and he went out to see her every day. Okay. I asked him if he's ashamed of me or if he doesn't think I am good enough for him. He told me that since being gay is taboo in Africa, his parents would certainly disown him and that if anyone outside the family knew it would bring shame to his family. He also said that African society is different from American culture and that we as Americans put personal happiness above family and society. And then I wouldn't understand where he's coming from. He also mentioned how his family made major sacrifices to ensure that he had a great education so that he could move to the U.S. And as a firstborn son, he has some level of responsibility towards his family. Woof. He says he wants to keep his private life private and he heard, doesn't want to humiliate his parents in this way. I just heard the long zip of, yep. of baggage yep. opening up. So much. His mom also has health issues caused by stress and he told me that she might get worse if this information got Woo! back to her. All the big ones. If this was someone else, I would have taken it as bullshit. But my man is super honest, even when it can be hurtful. My man do not lie to me. I don't know what to do. I love him and he is a rare gem. He's so open and honest with me. He doesn't even have a password on his phone. Like, well, he that is a gem. On, <laughs> on the other hand, I keep having images of him getting really ill or worse. And then me getting denied access to him because his family doesn't recognize me as his partner. Is this right or white? I don't think so because his throwaway email address is a Martin reference. So, why people love Martin? Really? Martin Payne? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't no, know. No, he might not be. I'm just kidding. I don't think, I think being I'm gay is bad joking. enough. He got to be dating a black man. Okay. <laughs> Where is the rest of the email? You would <laughs> be so prized. <laughs> so prized Uh, marriage isn't an option because we are both firmly against the concept and we are not planning on having kids well then with this information I don't know how I don't know if how he feels about these these things are truly how he feels or if this or if this is just the most convenient life that he could have while keeping me a secret I feel like I will lose (sighs) my man if I don't do something but I don't know if I'm okay with being kept a secret from his family I have met his close friends before and we are public with our relationship here in New York Thanks, Carter. Um, Kid Fury also been a huge fan since the Salmon Wall. 
appreciate it. Um, I. <clears throat> this one's tricky. You know, so I, I I get it. I get the sort of anxiety of, but what if this happens and blah, blah, blah. At least they don't want to get married, so I don't understand. I mean, more like if if you don't recognize, if the family doesn't recognize me as your partner, then they can just not have me in the right. hospital room or whatever happens to you. Like and we don't have won't. Right. But also like y'all not even trying to do that. So, right. <laughs> but oh. it, I, anyway. okay. I see where you're coming from. I think that you need to see where he's coming from. Because, oh, what a mighty hill that nigga is standing He's on He's dealing right with now. a lot. Like, that's a lot of shit. It's just unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate that so many of us, especially across the shores of this country, like, you got to think outside of the, like, if you think homophobia is bad in this motherfucking country, mm. like, y'all bitches ain't seen a motherfucking thing. You can't just go ahead and Google. Like, we actually have yeah. it easy and we have it bad. Relatively, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you have to take that shit into consideration as well as, like, everything that he's dealing with and coming and, and coming from, like, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe one day you can get to a situation where at least there is an understanding or a compromise that you feel more comfortable with, but you can't really usher that nigga out of the closet. You shouldn't pressure him to do anything, in my opinion, to do anything in this situation, to have a conversation with them. Um, if he's not prepared to, if y'all, y'all don't have kids together, mm-hmm. wasn't that another thing that he and said? And not going to have kids. Right. So, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, maybe, Just be the secret? <laughs> I'm not saying be the secret, but I think that you, maybe you shouldn't think of it that way. Mm. You know? Because, I mean, essentially that's what you are, but I totally <laughs> understand. I mean, <laughs> but, it's not I don't know because I'm what I'm saying is like I as a gay man a gay black man and a gay black man that is a child of Jamaicans Mm -hmm. I just get being like you know what that's not a thing that everybody has the every gay or queer person has the luxury of living with. Some mm-hmm. people just, no matter how many years of your life, no matter how much they love you individually are never going to be ready for that. And it's unfortunate, but it's a thing you kind of have to ask yourself. I think when you're courting someone, when you're dating someone, when whatever, like how much can you deal with? Or little, maybe, because mm, yeah. I feel like honestly, a person like me in that kind of situation, I really wouldn't give a fuck. And I think that it's not necessarily because of my family or history with them, because I really don't know. I don't talk to my family about any of that. Right. But I do know that like a year or two ago, my mother asked me if I was dating, and my mother knows I date men. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe there would be a day where my family would be okay with meeting somebody that I'm with. Possibly, but I just wouldn't feel like my nigga needs to do anything to claim me. I wouldn't feel because he's saying like he asked if he was ashamed of him. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, no, it's just that the culture is different. Look at the long list of all the shit that I just told you that I'm dealing with from my family perspective. It has nothing to do with shame. I mean, it could be, but I doubt it has nothing to do with shame as much as it is, you know, not really knowing or being prepared to. He's not ashamed of you. Yeah. There's there's a lot going on there, but it's not you. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Specifically, it yeah. doesn't mean that he's ashamed of you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a whole lot of shit that he's dealing with that doesn't have any fucking thing to do with you. Right. Um, And that's the thing that you got to understand or decide whether or not you're prepared for. But I'm not going to try and and urge that nigga to make any decisions dealing with all of that. What I would do is hope that it gets better. And if it gets to a place where I'm just uncomfortable with it, I can't do it. Then it's a wrap. Mm. But again, that's if I were in that position, because if your mama don't want to meet me, I'm super cool. Right. (laughs) But that's me. I don't want to meet that bitch neither. I'm so fine. (laughs) You need anything from, I'm going to target. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could be, in a relationship with somebody who just flat out did not tell their family about me unless they just flat out didn't speak to their family at all and just had no relationship with That's them. That's fair. But I, I think I think it is possible to understand a culture that says family is most important and you can never, ever bring shame onto the family because that happens all over the place. And I know America definitely has a reputation of being more like, People are more independent instead of worrying about society or culture as a whole. But the idea that you owe your family your life, even at the expense of your own happiness, is what's wrong with a lot of people right now. I mean, people be fully miserable their whole lives trying to make sure they don't bring shame onto a family. And it's like, but you are still allowed to be yourself and live your life. Like you don't owe your happiness to people because they gave birth to you or you grew up in their home or whatever else. Like you but don't that's so owe much, them that. That's so much bigger than your family knowing you're gay. Right. And like that is something it that is. you can that's something that you can converse about. That's something that you can like dive into and practice and that can lead to you right. being like, you know, well, you're so right. And on this gay shit, they can go, you know, if they have yeah. a problem with that, fuck that too. But I'm not going to be like, I want your family to know about me because I don't want to feel like you're ashamed of me or I don't want to feel like a secret because it's way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So what it you is. are saying is spot on in my eyes because I don't think, whole- yeah, I don't think the letter writer should be taking all this personally. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Harder. I think like ideally the 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 guy that you're with will get to a place where he does understand that he doesn't owe his family his life and he's not bringing shame right. on his family by loving the piece of, the the per, the person or the people that he loves. But if he's not there right now, I just feel like trying to push him out in there is just going to frustrate the both of y'all and probably push you further apart. But having the discussion on what you were just talking about and and learning and accepting that you ain't live your motherfucking life for them, especially if they're not paying your bills or, you know what I'm saying? Like you're just completely separate. We're like, we're, we have been together and this lady has visited five years. Like we've, been together five years doesn't seem like i'm going anywhere i hope you ain't going anywhere you know what i mean so at some point you've got to just understand and accept that you're living your own motherfucking life and make peace with that on offerings because i guarantee you that his family isn't the only 
the, like they're not the only group of people that he would be uncomfortable with knowing about you. Yeah. Maybe even just people that look like they could be a cousin <laughs> or people that look like they're from whatever country in Africa he's right. from or people that look like they went to the same college as him. Like, you know, like there's so many layers to being triggered in that and shit like that. But I'm not trying to push nobody out of nowhere. I'd rather just be like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I think if y'all are, determined to commit to each other he's gonna have to do something like get a will um and have it notarized and filed <laughs> with bitch, the state and all that you be thinking about all the good stuff well because i'm just thinking like if because my mind would have never went to that if the worst of the worst stuff. happens and your ass is at mount sinai and i can't come in and see you and your mom and them is flying over from i'll just say nigeria or whatever and they just completely i can't even talk to them about coming in the room because they don't even know i exist like <laughs> Okay, you can be patient with your man while he's dealing with this because, like Kifiri said, this is huge baggage and he has got a long way to go to unpacking this shit because family shit is the hardest shit to get over. It's just your foundation is the hardest thing to change about yourself. He's talking about how what how they've impacted his education, what his mom is. My mama's so sick, and all of that other. They sacrifice so much. All that is great. Quicksand of issues. But you being gay is not a shame or a pox. Upon the family like that's their hurdle to jump not yours but it's gonna take him a while to get to that point i feel like at the very least if you want to get into that understands the mountain that you're hiking yeah, up you are and yeah. hike up that bitch with care yes death stranding in stores now <laughs> but yes like just be wary of how complex it is and and handle it with care because yeah. it's a lot and i you can get there but like my nigga uh, and you can support him. him. Yeah. Like, therapy is going to be crucial here. But you can support him here and be like, I'm willing to get you th- through this because I yes. understand this is hard for you. But you also have to make some some concessions for me because I'm your fucking life partner over here. And if something happens to you, I'm iced the fuck out. Right. I completely agree with you. In, so you got to do something. <laughs> and figure, like having conversations even now of exactly what you just said, like what, what would we do? Right. You know, God forbid something like that. You know what I mean? Because while I'm not trying to like shove you into your mama's sternum and say, tell her, tell her, tell, you know what I mean? Right. I want to still feel comfortable that after five years and hopefully 15 more of these motherfuckers right. that regardless of where the, the dice rolls or how they end up, like we're I'm I'm feel protected as your partner yeah. and you can feel protected as mine. Yeah. Because little other things you can do, maybe you do put something right in or you have some other kind of plan or something like that so everybody feels secure and in the meantime you do the work right. to heal all of the emotional shit. But never issue an ultimatum oh, unless you're ready to leave. So much. <laughs> God damn. It's a lot going How on. How are we so lit at the same time? You like, know, the oppression just adds flavor. Just a little seasoning onto our lives, you know, just getting it from all sides within our own community. It's grand. Yeah, this is uh, tricky, but it I think y'all can get through this and find a middle ground that leaves everybody happy and legally protected. For sure. And still has your boyfriend not feeling like you're trying to pressure him to do something he's not ready to do. For sure. And if another five years go by and his family still don't know nothing about you and you like okay, it's bothering me more, then you can, you know, revisit it. At any point, you can be like, look, this is not for me and I'm out. But if you want to make it work with this unicorn of a man, then both of y'all are going to have to give a little. Who knows? Maybe it'll be like an extra special drama movie moment <laughs> and everybody will cry and hug and they'll tell you, yeah. that you, they'll tell them they love him no matter what. And Who knows? 
You never know. I was going to say they'll be at the wedding, which I don't want. Y'all don't want to get married. They'll be at the, be at the housewarming <laughs> when y'all get y'all's when y'all get y'all's co-op in Brooklyn. <laughs> I just pictured them premiering like a dog. They just got something. <laughs> oh Lord, whatever. Yes, a brownstone yes. sounds right. There you it. go. All that right, sounds close. <laughs> Good luck to y'all. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail We'll be right back. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, "I'm okay," when the truth is. I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. We are back, and it is now time for the read. It is. So I really don't have but two very short things to say. Okay. One, I'm not trying the sandwich. Never want it. I'm never eating it. I'm never <sighs> going to eat it. I don't care if it's still there a year, two years from now when things have slowed down and we're just in the airport or some shit and there it is. I am never eating that fucking sandwich now. You've all ruined it. You have ruined it. <laughs> Niggas getting stabbed and killed. Niggas selling sandwiches as a side <sighs> hustle that work at, at, at pop. How the fuck you niggas got a, a chicken sandwich black market I IG don't, page. I don't know. All I am so <laughs> goddamn fed up with the discussion of this sandwich. Disrespecting employees, fist fighting. Mm-mm. I don't <laughs> even want it. You have ruined it for me. Thank you. Other than that, um, <laughs> very, very quickly, I just wanted to say to those of you who work at like Dwayne Reed, Walgreens, CVS and those places in cities like this I don't want to have to come and ask you to unlock the damn toothpaste for me. I don't want to have to come and look for you and ask you mm. to get me some medicine out of the thing that's locked up. But I do it ever so kindly and respectfully every time. Can you ever so kindly and respectfully just return the favor for me? I'm nigga. I don't want you to have to do this either. I don't know why you in this position. You know what I'm saying? It's not your fault that some likely white kids have found out ways to huff NyQuil or whatever the fuck. And you know, <laughs> coming in here, people coming in here stealing Aveeno and whatever, the, and, and, and Sensodyne. And I'm like, you are not the reason that they have had to put lock and key on these products. Right. Neither am I. Right. I simply need some Mucinex. You don't have to roll your eyes because I came to you and asked you if you can do your job in assisting me. My nigga, I'm congested. I need some medicine. <laughs> Unfortunately, the only way for me to get it is for you to unlock the thing for me. I don't want you to have to leave some shit that you already didn't want to fucking do to come do this other fucking thing that you don't want to do. But you know what? I can't breathe. <laughs> you so... You are just- so let's just work together in our mutual annoyance mm-hmm. and be kind to one another in this moment. Mm-hmm. 
so that I can get the products I need and I can get out of here and you can get back to what you were doing and hopefully clock out soon and we can all get I've had a nigga who I believe was a manager literally roll his eyes at me because I asked him to unlock the goddamn cabinets in this bitch and just pass me some acetaminophine acetaminophine there we go whatever that fit that Bitch, why Girl. must you have an attitude like? <laughs> right. God damn, nigga! I don't want you to have to do it. I, do you? Do you know how badly I wish I could have just grabbed the fucking Musinex? Right. You know how bad I wish I could have just picked up my body wash and taken my nigger ass out of this fucking establishment without talking to you, bitch. I would have loved <sighs> to. Here we are with the rules. So can we just do this? Right. Thank you. I've never walked up to none of these bitches and been like, get your ragged, black, oh, lowly, okay. peasanted ass over here and get... I said, um, excuse me, um, I need some... Um, can I get some... Uh, yeah, it's in the locks. It's in, in the back. cabinet. Wow. Sucking teeth know. and everything. <laughs> well, let me just lay down and die there. <laughs> The same thing happened to me. I would, It was either a Friday or a Saturday. I don't remember which day exactly, but the Whole Foods on 125th locks up the Manuka honey now. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, I feel like the... F- <laughs> I, I mean, of course, it's because you niggas have been stealing it and it's $40 honey. But like, there's just this massive case with honey in it at the front of the store now. And the girl, like I walked up to it, like could not believe I was seeing it. And there was a girl trying to get into the case and the Whole Foods worker had the same kind of attitude. And I'm like, but y'all locked it up. But I need it. <laughs> I was looking for that. Fran said, that's the honey I need. And so I came here I, for I that. If you are you got an attitude with me, I didn't ask you to lock it up. It's available for purchase. Like I'm sorry you work I, here. I need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even trying to fight with you. I don't, <laughs> like, it just, I don't feel like I should be the one who gets the the sucked teeth and yeah. the rolled eyes and, and all of that. This feels like something to bring up maybe... In like a meeting or okay. an email to someone. Because again, if I could just grab my toothpaste and bounce, okay, I would love to do that. Would do that. But unfortunately, something has made it so y'all got to lock this bitch up first and I got to come talk to you about mm-hmm. it. Yes. There's not even like a button that can be pushed or something. You know how sometimes you'd be like, you hit a button in Target or someplace, I don't know. Right. And be like... And a- Assistance um, needed in, in Advil. Right. Yep. I got to come and find you. Right. And ask you for the favor. And then you mad at me. But like, sir, I just need I medicine. Just, right. I mean, and the CVS and the Dwayne Reed in the hood got the fucking Advil and Tylenol, Tylenol locked up. Not the store brand, but just regular ass Tylenol. Why is that behind lock and key? Are you kidding? I mean, if they want to boost some Advil, <laughs> they're going to do it. I just. It's getting done. I guess, girl. Maybe not here, but like. Can I have some? I, right. You ain't got to be mad at me because I asked for the product that you have the key for. Like, I didn't ask for this. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like I asked you for a job or like right. if I asked you like, like for money to give me $5. your job. Right. <laughs> sir, sir, may I please have the shoes off of your feet and the shirt on your back, please? 
Thanks so much. Oh, I just wanted my crest. Can I go? Like, that's literally <laughs> it. I just need some toothpaste. I'm a bit congested, runny eyes, yeah. you know, runny nose, mm-hmm. all of those things. And it's right there display that this right. will help me for it. Can you... You got to get that Mucinex back behind the counter where the pharmacist is at. That's the good shit. And you know something that is the good shit? It is. But in this particular time when I went there, the pharmacy was closed. Of course. Otherwise, I would have... I go to the pharmacy when I'm buying Doritos, to be honest (laughs) with you, because, like, sometimes it is completely clear. Nobody's there. Yeah. And there's a huge line over yonder. Mm -hmm. And I will kindly ask, do you mind if I just buy this right here? I'm not even... I don't even, like assume even right. though they will just do it they will but I'll just be like do you mind if I just pay for it here and they never give a fuck Mm-mm, so girl if I'm looking for some mucinex odds are I'm just gonna go up to the fucking pharmacy but they yeah. close at 7-8 or whatever oh, okay. and this is a 24 hour establishment right. so girl just level with me <laughs> like level with me I know you don't want to do it I don't want you to but I just need it and and Oh Lord! I'm gonna give you money for it. Get look. I'm not asking you to donate the medication to me. I'm actually fully <laughs> willing to pay for it. I just would like to have it because I feel like hot garbage. Oh my God! Like I'm already sick. Right. Right. I already don't feel well. Here you are making me feel worse for asking you for something. To like make I didn't me deserve. Feel that's it that's all I have okay well um, there's a lot of things I could talk about this week Erica Menon Safari really almost got it I'm just gonna like you mention two quick things Um, first I want to say rest in peace to Alexis Crawford she's a Clark Atlanta student who was found dead her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend have been charged with her murder just a few days before she went missing she uh, filed a police report against the boyfriend talking about like unwanted sexual conduct kissing and touching on her and all this so we don't have all the details yet but I just wanted to say I hate that this story even exists, of course. I hate how common it is. And I hate that she did everything that we have told girls to do when they're dealing with creepy, disgusting men who are... Or, you know, this they were all around the same age. But when you're dealing with boys or whatever, like she did what she was, quote unquote, supposed to do. Mm-hmm. She filed the police report like she tried to take care of herself. She tried to distance herself and she still ended up dead. So I just want to say, Alexis, I am so sorry that this happened to you. I am so sorry that we live in a culture where men feel entitled to women and like it's okay for them to be violent and to violently react when they are rebuffed or embarrassed or whatever else. And I just want to say rest in peace and to 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 Alexis's roommate who has been charged. I think her name is Jordan. 21-year-old girl who is probably going to be in prison for the rest of her days behind a nigga who has nothing and other than, you know, a rap sheet longer than her whole fucking body because he's been getting arrested since the day he turned 18. I just want these girls to understand that these niggas are absolutely not worth it. It it's just not, not worth not it. It's not worth it. Not a single one of these niggas is worth your life, your dreams, your potential, your friends. 
Jordan and Alexis were friends. They lived together. They went to brunch and hung out. Like, y'all were friends. And not only did you lose your friend, you were going to be in jail for a very fucking long time behind a nigga who had no business doing that shit to her in the first place. I'm sure you understand that now, but, you know, for the rest of us, like, let this just be another cautionary tale in the large stack of cautionary tales. Like, absolutely, the issue here is the men and the men who feel like it's okay to be violent or who just are violent. But, like, I want... I want black women to start valuing ourselves and each other so much more than we value the potential of a relationship. Amen. It's just so rest in peace, Alexis. I'm sorry. My heart is truly broken about this. I am actually going to do a pass the read real quick. Pass the read like we used to. This is um, also related to the city of Atlanta. So I think last week or a couple weeks ago, um, we were talking about cities with lots of traffic and you mentioned Atlanta and I was like, I wasn't even going to say that because Atlanta's traffic is abysmal or whatever places yeah. to move. So we got um, a past the read from L Lawrence who says, first I was listening to old episodes at work after the most recent one. And when y'all called Chris Brown, ch- <laughs> this must've been you. When you called Chris Brown's child a syndication check, I laughed so loud. My supervisor came to check on me. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember saying that. I feel like you said that, but anyway, L. Lawrence goes on to say, y'all mentioned that Atlanta traffic is the worst and you are absolutely right, but it's not just because of overcrowding. As somebody who literally just got hit from behind, you niggas cannot drive to save your lives. And the sad thing about it is in some cases, the shit would actually save lives. Every day it's an accident on every major highway in this city causing a delay. Y'all drive like we all work at the same place, but you got to get there first. You saw just like I did on the sign that you had a mile and a half to the exit, but you want a three lane swan die for that bitch now because you about to miss it. Fuck out of here, shawty. I know you always go with the flow of traffic, but it's always one or two hoes who decide 85 miles per hour still ain't enough. So now you got to bob and weave in and out of lanes like Muhammad Ali and almost kill me because I'm just trying to get out your way, bitch. Why? Now, don't let me put my blinker on because then it turns into mad fucking max and I got to race your ass because, oh, nah, you can't get in front of me mentality. But when folk don't put their blinker on and just shove the car into whatever gap there is, they in the wrong. You are, but I get it. The accident is your fault too. And please, please don't let it rain in this city because I know I'm now taking my life and putting it in y'all idiot ass hands because y'all forget how to even operate a motor vehicle because of a drizzle. So let me help. Number one, turn on your lights, ho. It helps you see better and it helps me see you. Two, I get everybody's vision isn't 2020, but if you know you can't see, then stay your ass at home. Grubhub and Uber Eats will bring you your food. Instacart got the groceries. Hell, Walgreens will even mail you your prescriptions. I'm tired of putting up with your meme and the rest of you blind assholes driving two miles per hour and stopping every 100 feet because you thought you saw something. Also, you MFs don't know who goes first in a four-way stop, how to yield in a traffic circle, what to do when the light is it's out. It's so amazing how many people don't know. Or that, that you should not reverse on a goddamn exit ramp and I'm sick of it. Please learn to drive. Like literally learn. Born and bred in Zone 6. Lawrence. That's such an Atlanta thing to say. Yeah, I don't know where Zone 6 is. But thank you for this. This completely summarizes how I feel driving in the city of Atlanta, Georgia. It is terrible. And I have driven extensively in every major city in this country. Atlanta is a particular kind of nerve wracking. Like it just, there's so much going on and they keep widening the lanes and the highways and it doesn't really make anything better. But everything this person said is true. Like niggas be seeing 
oh, four miles away. Here come your fucking exit. Three miles, two and a half. Like you get 89 different alerts that your exit is coming. And what do y'all do? Stay your ass all the way over in the far left or the next over lane when you know you got to be clear over to the fucking right. Y'all cannot drive in Atlanta. I'm sorry. It is true. L. Lawrence did not lie. So thank you so much for writing out your feelings and sending it in because this is also why I was telling y'all do not move to Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, no, leave leave them alone. Leave them people alone. Let them figure it out from here. Let them revamp the city, the the design something. My whole life, but I was talking about... Like high school through college living in Miami. I used to see so many niggas leave Miami, head into Atlanta like Miss Seeley on the back of that damn car. She left Miss <laughs> house just waving. That's free. And you thought- most of them would come back. Tired? Soon as they're like, yeah, yeah tired. Yeah. It'll stress you the fuck out. Atlanta is like the one city I won't drive high in. Niggas just moved to Atlanta because the cost of living was always cheaper than where we were and things like that. But there was like, girl, first of all, people been there forever. You're mm-hmm. not considering the fact that you have to adjust to a whole ass other city mm-hmm. or whatnot. And you still have to like work. <laughs> like, girl, you know what I mean? Lord. Like the girls would just be like not doing nothing, not expecting anything, not aspiring to anything, and feeling like uh Atlanta could save their motherfucking lives because mm-hmm. the little bit of money that they do somehow magically find to come together was gonna be, you know, it was gonna buy a mansion for them in Atlanta. If you don't leave them goddamn people alone and go back please, home and figure your shit out. Please do. So thank you so much, Lawrence. If you have a read that you'd like to pass, you can send that to passthereed at gmail.com or even asktheread at gmail.com. Doesn't really matter. But uh, thank you so much for sending that in. And I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. You can check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. Do not forget to check out our great sponsor, ThreadUp. That's right. ThreadUp has got the clothes you need at the prices you love. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to remix okay. that. <laughs> But for real, the holidays are busy enough and ThreadUp makes it easy to get thrift store pricing with the convenience of online shopping. So instead of spending hours at the racks, shop millions of deals on your phone anywhere, anytime. ThreadUp is a sustainable and more affordable way to get through the season. So again, 30% off your first order at ThreadUp.com slash read. Again, ThreadUp.com slash R-E-A-D for 30% off your very first order. Okay. Uh, any news for you this week, Kip Fury? Um... What was last week? God, all the time is just flying by. I don't have any news. Thank you to Anthony Ramos for coming on the show last week. It was a joy to oh, speak yeah. to you and happy birthday. Um, great guest. Great conversation. <laughs> um, yes, thank you for coming. All right. I think it's time for us to get the fuck out of here. We'll see y'all on Friday. Sure will. Bye. If a friend asks how you're doing, And you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.